You talking to me? Two new major releases this week, and a few things out on DVD and streaming video. Welcome to the Screening Room Podcast. She is Hope Madden. He's George Wolf, And uh, we are checking out, first, the latest remake of the magnificent Western, The Magnificent Seven. Took a job, looking for some men to join me. Is it difficult? Impossible. How many you got so far? You and me. <laughs> Who's she? We work for her. Good lord. That's right. So you seek revenge. I seek righteousness. But I'll take revenge. I need more than a few to help us fight. What a bunch of misfits we are. We got seven. He's got an army. Every man's got the right to choose where he dies. We have nowhere else to go, so. You ain't never seen a soldier like me. So it started in 54 with Kurosawa's pretty epic and awesome Seven Samurai. Then six years later in 1960 was The Magnificent Seven with Steve McQueen and Yul Brenner. The and whole gang. The whole gang. So fast forward a few decades and Anton Fuqua of Training Day and a bunch of other films gives it much more modern kind of a twist. And he's got uh, his favorite star and one of our and favorite ours. stars. Everybody's. How can you not? Denzel Washington at the top of the cast and uh Chris Pratt is probably, I would say, the Steve McQueen role, probably yep. the jokester, yeah. even more so this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we've got uh, some of that. We've got Vincent D'Onofrio mm-hmm. is in uh, The Magnificent Seven. And the main thing that stands out about this one is it's, it's much more multicultural and maybe more, in today's jargon, politically correct. Because back in the first one, let's face it, you had white guys playing Mexicans. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of appalling, really, when you look at it now. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, uh, on the one hand, I really... I, I really like the way this leaned, partly because I, I love this cast, right? Byung Hun Lee plays kind of the James Coburn role. He's mm-hmm. the knife thrower. Right. And uh, and he was in I Saw the Devil. He's a huge star in Korea. He's he's re- And he's one of my favorite characters in this film. He was great in this and film. And he has a presence about he him. He does. Yeah, he, he really does. does. And he and... Uh, Goodnight Robichaux. How awesome is that name? <laughs> That's Ethan Hawke's character. Ethan Hawke, who normally, I'll be honest, yeah. I don't care for his his acting most of the time. Um, this one, I thought he was okay. Yeah, and those two are kind of a kind of a dysfunctional duo. Yeah, and that works pretty well. But one of the things that you know, I I like. On the one hand, that they took the cast in this direction again, partly because of the talent of the cast. But on the other hand, it's 1867 in America and not one person in these you know sketchy western towns has a racist thing to say about this group of people which also includes a Mexican uh, a gunslinger and a Comanche yeah you know I just think you know uh, I don't know I didn't buy it it just felt it just felt naively anachronistic to and me. of course the thing that happens to so many movies like this they all have gleaming white teeth <laughs> <laughs> and I know that's nitpicky but because there's not a lot of realism come on going on in this but, but on know, the other hand it's fun it's, it's a fun. fun movie it is you know people who thought of the original think of the original as really just a classic western they're probably not going to like this i personally think the original magnificent seven is a fun nostalgic kind of sweet film i would not put it on the level of a classic western of a wild bunch or yeah. you know an unforgiven or the sergio leone films i just don't think it has the teeth mm-hmm. for that i and would have to i would have to agree with that and this one 
it does have fun elements. I, for the most part, I like Anton Fuqua as a director. I think he can be extremely stylish. Not, yes. Not as much in this one. Uh, he just did the remake of the the equal or the update of the TV show, The Equalizer, a few years ago, which I liked a lot. I liked the movie version with Denzel, and it was so stylish, just stylish all over the place, which which really made it a lot more uh, a lot more fun when maybe the the story broke down a lot more a lot easier to take because it was so stylish and it's and it's violence this one is not as much but it does have those segments where you're like oh that looks cool oh it does actually i think that's one of the one of the places where the film really gets things right because you know in in both kurosawa and in the original magnificent 7 there's a there's a strategy in action to to sort of you know outwit and outgun the villains that are going to come take back over their town but they couldn't they didn't visually capture that in the way that fuqua could cuz they couldn't have they didn't have the kind of roaming cameras and but he, I thought, does a great job of not just choreographing the action and filming the action, but showing it in a way that you can see the strategy sort of unravel as it as it does. Yeah. And and hopefully viewers like action because this is literally the entire last hour of the film. Yeah. Is the, a shootout. The big showdown. Yeah. And um, it's also very some of the dialogue is pretty modern, especially the wisecracks. Chris Pratt is basically, as you said, playing Chris Pratt. <laughs> uh, very similar, I thought, to his role in Guardians of the Galaxy. That type of, you know, hey, charming rogue kind of a guy with the wisecracks. And not that it's bad, but, I mean, w- we've seen it before, and it seems a little anachronistic, as it you does. say. It's it another does. another aspect of that. But it does lend a fun aspect about it and you really can't argue with the cast no the cast is solid now in the um the role of the woman who who pays them mm-hmm. uh, to come into town and and, and save the town is a uh, Haley bennett who's kind of become almost like an it girl she's mm-hmm. everywhere all of a sudden and they make as happens a lot you know very good use of a plunging neckline you know, which, which again just really doesn't. It, it feels fairly out of place for a farmer slash teacher who's gone to another town to hire gunslingers it's, that she doesn't know that she'll be riding alone within the desert. Come on! It's it's pre, it's not as it's not as obvious as say San Andreas from last year. <laughs> you know, it's not that offensive, but it's like oh, we get we get what you're doing here. There's all these dudes, you know, so we're gonna throw this uh, throw this on the screen, and you know, she's proven to be a fine a fine up and coming actress. Like I said, she seems to be everywhere all of a sudden. And then she does fine in the role, but that, you're like, oh, man, come on. You know, I just, I feel like the the film couldn't decide what her character was. Mm -hmm. She has a lot of screen time, but I just don't think there's any kind of real... And then they decide that she is going to be a little bit of a badass later when she gets the gun. She learns how to shoot. They throw throw that in there a little bit. But then they correct that at the end. Yeah. Yeah, I I just think that they waffled on exactly what her character was supposed to be. But, I mean, that is nitpicking. And and I think we, we maybe sound like we're more critical of the film than... Yeah, Maybe we are. It's it's it is fun. It's not a classic. No, but it, but it's fun. It's fun. The cast is likable. The direction. Denzel is, is awesome. Yeah, he always as is. he always is. Yeah. I know. Um, he just yeah he he can carry any movie. Yeah, there's a lot I think to to make it one of those. Okay, let's go see a movie. It's not something you're going to remember very no, long. No. But uh, if you want a good night and some good action and, and, and a good likable cast, yeah, we, we, we could recommend it. Just not, you know, it's, it's still missing a little something. Yeah. And I could say that it's not magnificent, but I'm not going to say that <laughs> because that's too easy <laughs> with this title. But uh, that's The Magnificent Seven. And the other big major release this week is a family film, an animated film, and it's called Storks. 
Deer Stork Delivery Service. Our son really deserves a baby brother. P.S. He has to have ninja skills. Junior, I saved this company by getting out of babies and into package delivery. Monday, it'll all be yours. Barring any monumental screw-up. Tulip? Whoa! What is that? <laughs> cool beans. Storks don't deliver babies anymore. If anyone finds out about this, I am dead meat. Why is it a baby? No, 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 no. Just a brief exposure to baby cuteness can ruin your life. <laughs> Storks. So speaking of Chris Pratt, this is from the same studio that did the Lego movie a couple of years ago. Now which, you're going to get me singing that song. That's true. We loved that movie, though. <laughs> Everything is awesome. <laughs> did love that movie. That yeah. was such a clever, incredibly fun movie. And um, and it was from the same studio that did Wreck-It Ralph, mm-hmm. which was also very Solid. clever, very yeah. fun. And mm-hmm. so so uh, I would say that Storks, then their next offering, is, is a bit of a disappointment, to be honest. Although it definitely has some humor. It does. Uh, sometimes... It's patter the way it hits you with these rapid-fire lines. It kind of gives off the impression maybe it's more witty than it is, the way it just keeps coming with mm-hmm. these lines. And then you think, oh, maybe that wasn't as funny as, as it thinks it is. But yet it does get some shots in. It does. And, you know, it's, it's sometimes kind of hard to decide in an animated film, like, how much you can sort of credit the cast for certain things. But the comedic cast here clearly has comic timing. Oh, Andy yes. Samberg. Jennifer Aniston. Jennifer Aniston. Key and Peele. You know, and and a great deal, I think, of, of the film's success is is just, is is that. Is yeah. their, their absolutely spot-on, flawless comic delivery. Because that is the one thing. You know, Jennifer Aniston had a, let's face it, had a tough time moving over from TV to movie starting, but re, she really found her voice, I think, when she started getting into not just comedies, but maybe some more adult comedies. Yeah, when she got out of the girl next door role. Yeah, she really got, got some teeth into, and, and really honed that comic timing. Mm-hmm. And this is certainly not an adult role. This is a family film, but still, she really is hitting her stride yeah. with the comic timing. And Key and Peele are hilarious almost all the time. And Andy Samberg, for the most part, he doesn't get me all the time, but he can be very yeah, funny. very and, funny. And he's very funny in this movie. He is, and uh, the the story is... More than a little convoluted and, you know, eventually a bit tiresome, honestly. I mean, I, I don't think that it, I don't think the writing is particularly crisp in terms of just the plot line. And, you know, visually it's it's fine, but I, again, I just don't think it jumps out at you. Like, for example, the Lego movie or even something more recent like Kubo and the Two Strings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's also... You know, to, to go back to being politically correct, but you just can't really get, get away from it, especially when you saw it, as we did, in a theater with a bunch of kids who a lot of them just didn't see themselves represented on screen. The characters, the, the, the animated characters, are just exceedingly white. They are. I mean, every major character... Every major character, in, uh, human character in the film is white. And, and and you're right. Given the audience that we were in, you do just look around and think, are you just destined to only see yourself as a, as yeah. a minor character with no lines? You know what I mean? It just, yeah. it just felt uh, very out of place when you sit in a big theater full of families and realize these, these people are not represented at all. Yeah, it's, it's a bit unfortunate, but it does have some funny lines and it's a perfectly you know acceptable family film. But again, much like 
Magnificent Seven, it's not one that you're going to remember for a while. Where, no. you're go- where you're going to look back and say, oh yeah, remember that? That was awesome. Right. Or it's going to bear repeated viewings when it comes out on DVD. I don't think this is one of those movies. No, I agree. But at the same time, if it's a you know an afternoon, you want to take the kids, maybe it's raining or whatever, and get in the theater. Um, you know, perfectly palatable film. Perfectly, yeah, perfectly palatable film, and that is Storks, uh, the animated film. The other big release at the theaters, new at the box office this week. But they've got a few new releases coming to uh, DVD and also to streaming. And uh, new on DVD this week is one. Again, we're we're stuck in a pattern here this week. One that had some good moments, but overall uneven. And that is Free State of Jones, Matthew McConaughey's film, uh, that talks about really outlines that a an incredible bit of history it really is i don't want to minimize the incredible story that this outlines but it's such a big all-encompassing story and unfortunately the film needed to focus in more it's just and it ends up being all over the place and it needs a stronger focus so i thought it had some really effective moments overall an uneven film on the other hand a movie that you absolutely loved and I mean, I liked it too very much. And in fact, I would say it is one of the stronger comedy sequels we've seen in probably a decade, Neighbors 2. Yeah, and actually, Nicholas Stoller, who uh, from Storks that we just talked about, right. he wrote this movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I thought it was, agreed. I thought it was very funny. Now, I liked the original Neighbors as, as well. I. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I talked to a lot of people that actually thought this one was better than the first one. Now, I don't agree with that, but uh, I thought this was very strong. You know, this time, Seth Rogen and uh, Rose Byrne they uh, have a sorority move in next door instead of the fraternity and now they have to try to they go back and get their old buddy Zac Efron to come back and show them how to get the girls to move out and uh, it's pretty inventive and it's 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 also pretty smart in the way it goes out of its way to make it all's fair for the sexes we you know both can can do this here and uh, and also the it doesn't tiptoe around the as, as Chloe Moretz says, as she's the, the main sorority girl, rapey, right. the rapey culture of fraternities and no. that sort of college life. Right. It almost felt, um, and I don't mean this in a bad way, it almost felt like sort of a, uh, we probably should have addressed this last time kind of an effort because while I did think the original was very, very funny, most of the more fully defined characters were, you know, the Seth Rogen and, you know, mm-hmm. the, the family characters and really the fraternity guys and to a very large degree, the sorority girls involved in the last one were stereotypes. Yeah. And there was, you know, pimps and hoes. And, you know, well, in this one, because the, the core foes are females and have fully fleshed out characters, they examine that quite a bit. Like... Did, did you ever have a fraternity party where the women weren't hoes? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And then he's like, what are you saying? I don't understand. And uh, I mean, that probably sounds very strident the way I say it. It's, it's funny. It, it's very comedic the way they do it. But I, I really liked that edge. Yeah. Uh, and overall, yeah, I thought it was strong. And one of, as you said, one of these stronger comedy sequels, because when you have to go back over the list and find some really good comedy sequels. There are not many. And that's Neighbors 2 out on DVD this week. Streaming this week, not so good. We've got Tarzan, Alexander Skarsgård as uh, the ape man. And this one, I'll be honest, it was better than I thought thought it was going to be. Because I, we could not have had lower expectations. I thought it we? was going to be just... I made you go without me. I was just like, I can't make myself <laughs> see this movie. Seriously. And, I, and I'm sure it wasn't as bad as that. Obviously. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't great, but it, it, it wasn't as bad as that. But I think it's one that is going to lose something that's not on the big screen. Right. Uh, I think it really will. So, uh, eh, on Tarzan. And also, 
Purge election year is out. We both liked the original Purge, and then it's kind of gone downhill since then. Right. This one, I like this one better than the last one. And it, there are some, you know, there are some, it's pretty heavy-handed. It really is pretty heavy-handed. But, uh, you know, it's it's enjoyable enough. It's, it's you know, if you like, if you liked the first two, you will like this one. Yeah, more of the same. It just, I didn't think quite as good. And, of course, the novelty has, has, long has worn, worn off. off. So that's it for this week. Uh, the new releases, The Screening Room. A presentation of the Columbus Radio Group and MadWolf.com. What do we got on tap next week? What are we looking forward to? I am looking forward to Miss Peregrine's School for Peculiar Children. Yeah. It's a Tim Burton film, and I it's an adolescent novel that is I, I like very much. So I, I look forward to that one. Eva Green, always great. I think that that could be great. Sam Jackson as well. Deepwater Horizon. That's no. com- coming out. Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> uh, the movie depiction of that uh, tragedy out yeah. uh, with the oil rig and uh, also one that we've thought should have been out long ago called masterminds it's got a great cast it's zach galifianakis it's Kristen wig it's uh, owen wilson and why it hasn't been out yet is a bad sign yeah i think they started showing trailers for this literally a year ago so i'm not holding out a lot of hope for this one. All right, but you never know. We've been wrong before. We'll be wrong again. What? Maybe next week. Hey, hit us up. Uh, let us know what you think. Keep the conversation going. If you've seen any of these or looking forward to them, let us know. We're on Twitter at Mad Wolf, M-A-D-D-W-O-L-F. Also uh, on Facebook, we're Mad Wolf Columbus. Always glad to uh, always glad to keep talking movies. Never have a problem doing that. And uh-huh. until next week, I'm George Wolf. I'm Hope Madden. And this is the Screening Room Podcast. See ya. I do wish we could chat longer, but I'm having an old friend for dinner.